Hey guys, welcome back in Deliberate Discussion, episode four. Let's go. We are Caleb less this round. We don't have don't have him with us. We, we just replace him with another Indian. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was about to say, you know what's really sad about him not being here is if he had been, we could have been majority minority. Which oh. would have been a huge step for the podcast. Sheesh, not anyway, we do have a Tindra Supermanian in the house today. Um, world-renowned cricket player and such, but uh, team, what's up, man? Nothing much, just glad to be here. <laughs> glad to have you. Yeah. Having fun already, so <laughs> it seems like it'll be a good conversation. Yeah, hype. Um, so the discussion starts. So if you don't know, a teen is a pro cricket player for a team called Atlanta Cricket Fire. So how do you feel about it? One of my biggest questions, you know, as like a a student and like a pro athlete like how does that what are like the defining qualities that you think is different from like a regular student like compared to us i guess during the season i had to manage my time really well yeah dude i think that's like the hardest part i had but i think when you like are really busy for me i at least become like more productive in everything i do mm-hmm. so yeah. It definitely adds that sense of urgency yeah like right now like during finals week and everything i've been slacking but like I think when you're really busy, you just find ways to, like, make the most use of your time throughout. Yeah, I know, like, for me, every time I, I want, I am busy, like, I have a lot going on, I don't want to be busy, but then when I, like, right now, when I'm not busy, I'm like, oh, shoot, I, I kind of want yeah. to You're just procrastinating, you're, like, yeah. you're like, I have all the time in the world, and then one hour later, you're like, oh, shoot, not that much time. Yeah. I'm looking at, like, all the empty space I have coming up on my schedule, and I'm like, you know, I hate to say it, but I almost wish I was in school. Almost. Okay. I don't do that much outside of it, and I don't use time. It would be great if we could just have like go into like half days or something like that, where they couldn't really give assessments. It was just kind of like really chill school. It was mm-hmm. more about hanging out with your friends. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, my thoughts finals week was like, okay, I'm just gonna like bang out a bunch of podcast episodes once I'm done with this, and that was my motivation to get through finals, but. We're doing it. Yeah, so. we're, do- yeah. we're doing See, it. We're pushing it. We've right, got we're, like we're a really special time. guest too. Like, yeah. look at us moving up in the world. Pro <laughs> cricket players. Who's next? Joe Rogan. Okay. All right. Yeah. Joe Rogan. <laughs> but we yeah. do. Hey, we. If you want to come? We tagged him. On we did Instagram. tag him. In our we actually Facebook. showed up in his tag too, because I guess he doesn't like filter it, which is great. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, if you haven't seen it yet. We did tag Joe Rogan on our Instagram account at Indeliberate Discussion. Shameless plug. Actually, not shameless. You know, and if you're if you're feeling generous, maybe maybe throw old Joe a follow. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we want to really share the wealth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but seriously, a teen is much more than just a professional cricket player. Like that's cool and all, but he's a very multi-dimensional person. Yeah. So I don't want to boil him down to just that. You know. Appreciate that, Luke. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I saw this interesting thing where it was like uh, this uh, statement where it's like um, your your decision to join an organization becomes your identity, which is funny because like when you jo- join a large amount of people, right, that itself is your identity. So when you're all like all these people where you're not like being like your Oh, your personal defining trait, right? Your personality is defined by you being in a large sum of people, right? Like, uh, let's say, like, you're a student athlete or a teen is a cricket player, right? And he's joined an organization. Even though, like, 
numerous people are doing that or like this sort of group of people are doing that that becomes this like whole personality trait or like uh it's not your decision or something no i understand i understand what you're saying you get what i'm saying Mm -hmm. because you spend so much time around that one thing and you just dedicate so much you just Mm -hmm. start to be more like the people you're around yeah Yeah, i mean it's like they influence you yeah but like us we're like we go we do many things like just like school I feel like we meet a wide variety of people, especially, like, the area we live in. Yeah. It's not, like, a very, like, one-dimensional, like, yeah. we're not I, all the same people. I think, oh, the, the, uh, the statement that you said that we come from, like, a very diverse set of people, but it's, like, yes, it's, like, the idea of culture, right, where it's, like, um, it's the same walk, right, but you just different ways to still attain the walk, right? Like, I thought of this funny thing where it's like the way we consume food is so like heavily based off like culture, right? Or the certain region and like culture is defined by your region, you know, because I'm um, like uh, The way we have live houses and all that. Oh my gosh. I don't even know what I'm saying. You mean just like no, I get what you're saying The way we live and eat is defined by how we're like our environment is yeah, and we, like how we sort of pertain to that one thing I've heard is like supposedly this is probably an inference, right? Because it's, you know, it probably has a lot to do with what grows there as well. But supposedly, one of the reasons that like Indian culture evolved to have like so much spicy food was because like, I you know, I don't know how accurate this is. I read this in a book. Book could be wrong, but the book I don't remember which one it was. But the book sort of explained it as like, well, one of the reasons is it's like when you have a bunch of spicy food, it kind of makes everything else seem cooler because you feel hot on the inside, almost like the opposite of having a, I guess almost like having a fever or something, which I don't. I don't fully oh. understand. I'm thinking kind of like along the line, like maybe like mint. So like again, I don't know how accurate that could be. But if it's if it is accurate, it explains a lot. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, I've never thought of it like that. I've never like I hadn't either. But like, and honestly, I, so much I don't understand food. how. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't understand I how it. it would work either. Like I don't. I can't say that. Like ah yes, this makes sense. Of course it's this way. But like I could say like okay. Maybe that's true, and if so, it's interesting. But it's actually crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> what book are you reading? <laughs> I think. See, the thing is, is there's two books I've read that that probably came from. It could have come from like an online article too, and, and then it's probably reliable. There's two books I've read. One of them is pretty accurate, and it's and I didn't. But one of them was like it was called like the book of useless information. It was pretty interesting, but that book had a lot of mistakes in it. But still, like. That's such an interesting concept to me. I'd never really heard, heard anything like that. Like, you have this extreme, or what you're used to feeling, of just say heat, for example, mm-hmm. and that extreme, or what you're used to, is heightened, so when you're at the level that you used to be at, it's no longer as hot. <laughs> like, it's does that make sense? Yeah, no, okay, I understand. You're almost like adjusting homeostasis upwards, but... Yeah, like, acclimatizing. Yeah. Acclimate? Um, oh yeah, whoops. Uh, Actually, <laughs> but does that? That's very interesting. I think yeah, I don't, and I can't say that that's true, but I think it'd be really interesting if it was like. And the fact that that heat outside would be related to the heat of food. Which I the thing that I also find really strange about that is like, spicy heat is not exactly the same as yeah. heat heat. Yeah. So I don't Caliente know. Is I don't world. know how well that would work. But, but it look, does make people so, sweat. If you look at like sometimes. all the like. Equator countries like Africa, there's South America, India, they're all pretty like spicy food. Mexico, yeah, yeah. 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 Same, spicy yeah. at the same oh, time, maybe like, it has something to do with what grows. But yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So like, like, it well, that's could what, be like your general. It's probably, it's probably at least a little bit of both. 
hey, we'll just like shift tectonic plates, move it towards the equator and see what yeah. happens. Why people will become adjusted to <laughs> <laughs> Hey, but people still enjoy hot wings. Yeah. So. I think we need to conduct a true experiment on hot lemon pepper wings and why do they That's taste so good? That's me and Sheevan's new food. Yeah. Lemon pepper, pepper wings. wings. <laughs> Where do you go? What place? Have you went to $3 Cafe near our school? Uh, oh, $3 yeah, I've been there. It was, it was Dude, so good. Lemon pepper wings there is We went with Akshay one day. Us two yeah. and Akshay. <laughs> Akshay, future guest on the podcast. He's, he also plays cricket. Also a balding <laughs> person. <laughs> All right. Very little hair on that man. Hopefully, <laughs> we love you, Akshay Ricardo. Yes, yes. Um, seriously though, three dollar cafe, one uh, in deliberate discussion excursion. One day. Why don't we hold three dollar cafe like a podcast there? You know, oh, conduct podcast. Guys, guys, we gotta get the three dollar cafe sponsorship. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Why don't we just do an ASMR? <laughs> like the last discussion of the ASMR. Yeah. Oh Did, boy. Uh, do you guys know anybody who works there? God no, I think it's just like <laughs> middle aged people. I could get a family business. <laughs> yeah. No, no, they have a chain. Like there's really? you know, yeah. it is a chain. I know there's one that's in Roswell. There's, there's one in there's Roswell. Roswell. Like America. Yeah. But it's also like a family business like that part of a franchise. Oh, you think like like it's like um like like McDonald's or something where it's like it's really like run by like somebody. No, I think it's like one owner who owns a bunch of like. Yeah. Huh. Oh, I would. That'd be incredible. tough to say. Lemon pepper wings from Three Dollar Cafe though. Probably That's what it was. Uh, yeah, good. that was good. I usually go to Taco Mac to get my wings, but I'll I don't know. Try. I know that wing people don't like it when you say this, but I, mean, I don't need a lot of wings. You're not a wing person. I don't. I'm not yeah. a huge bone in meat person. Because yeah. right? I'm. Are you vegetarian? No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> vegan soy nuggets. That's a story for another um, day. At least later. But I tend to end up not that I really care, but I end up getting wings at Buffalo Wild. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Oh, oh really? Okay, because some some wing people have a problem with it. I have a problem with like people who don't like the boat ins though. Like yeah. Okay. Okay. So this is a longer story, but. I don't think my parents ever liked it that much, especially because like my mom, I don't think she was raised eating it. So I think it kind of just freaks, freaks her out because she was never really like used to it as a kid. And the first experience I had with them, I think that I remember, was at school and they were kind of bad because they had like those splinter bones oh. that shoot up. Mm-hmm. And so it's like you bite in, you start chewing and they snap and it like rattles your teeth and you're like, ah, oh, that's not fun. That's a traumatic. And so I, yeah, and I didn't, I didn't like them at school, but maybe they probably weren't very good. It's, tar- it's tough to say. Like they're probably, my school, most of the food at my school, because it's like private, most of it's like... It's pretty good. I'm compared, like I've had some public school food. <laughs> <laughs> it's phenomenal. Don't worry. I've been, like, to, both, I've been to both places. Wesleyan is so much better. I'm aware that it's better, but there are some things that I still let, think. Let, let's let's discuss this. Is it true? No, what you guys eat at private school. The difference between public and private school food. Fewer options, but a wider variety over time. Here's the difference, I think. Wesleyan has a dining service, like a private dining service that is used like to provide food for them. Uh, as it's called Sage, right? Sage yeah, it's called services. Sage. And like the food is good. And even though it is like mass produced in the same style as Northview, it is significantly better than Northview's food in the sense that I think Northview well first of all it's free. Like yeah, right. That's true. It's granted by the government. But also even when it's not free, like freshman year when we had to pay if we wanted to buy school lunch, it's not 
the quality. I don't know. Like you could pay what a dollar twenty five to get it. I don't know. Yeah. Well, about the other thing is, like, so I used to go to scout camp, and, and if, if, like, what they tell you, like, what all the other kids there will tell you is, like, basically the public school chefs go to work at scout camp in the summer, or some of them do, or that, that's where a lot of them come from, and it's the same kind of thing. So I've had that. I am well aware my school's food is much, much better, but like, even still, like, it's not as good, especially, scout camp especially when you're younger and you're pickier, you think it's terrible, and then you get older, like, oh, wait, this is actually pretty but like when I was in kindergarten, I was like, "This is terrible," and then I was like, "I didn't realize it then." But it's actually it's very good. But even still, I don't I don't like the drumsticks. Man. Wait, you guys have been to scout camp too? Yeah. What do you think? I look at like scout camp food a lot more than our school. Really? Okay. Okay. It's okay. That's okay. true. That's true. That's true. Never mind. No, no, no. no. Okay, there's a uh, summer camp food, right? Like summer. It camp actually is... matters what camp it is. Yeah. First of all. That's true. But, that's true. Yeah, well, I used to go to Woodruff. Did you go to Woodruff? Yeah. Oh, my okay, God. Okay, then, no, then, then it's then I'm just wrong. Um, okay, <laughs> I mean, that, that, like, that's close. what I was they're, they're definitely No, no, no. Close. There were certain moments. They're oh, comparable. Their desserts but... were amazing. The I love so the desserts. I don't remember them, but They I gave me, like, okay. this, the chocolate. And the scout cap, you had remember no the sweet tea that tasted like like grape juice or something or whatever? Or blueberry juice or something. No, their sweet tea was, like, amazing. But, man, the trading post... I, I the that watermelon slushy, man. Oh my god. Watermelon slushy. Dude. We've had scout. experiences. No. We, there was this one kid. I don't like other scouts outside there's, my there's troop. There's one yeah. like, really telling experience that I had at a, on a, at the trading post at Woodruff where this kid in front of me, right, he bought all the pasties from the place. <laughs> and, and the lady threatened him. And she was like, if you, if I catch you selling these to anybody else, <laughs> I, I, we're gonna have a problem. Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me just like walk, let me, let me walk a mile away and business. start selling them. What is closer to the campsite? A peace tea. Oh, peace tea. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what did you think it was? We, we, we just, <laughs> yeah, I was confused too. I was like, what is that peace tea when I first heard it? And then like, oh, I saw that. Yeah, I never yeah. heard of it. And then that one summer, I just like. We have like, 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 like a school yeah. store they sell and everybody buys it. Dude, um, and that's another but I don't, thing. I don't like, go there. School lunch. What do they have at school? Like, like low key. Ex- oh, it's, yeah, I'm sure it's nice, but like, it's 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 pretty nice, especially the spirit shop because they like. What's your spirit? They'll shop? get like Chick Fil A and stuff. I mean, we yeah. get Chick Fil A too, but like, like once it, every yeah. yeah. Here's the thing: Wesleyan also has uniforms, so a lot of spirit shop space is dedicated to uniforms. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mo- it's mostly a uniform store, but then there's like a side, and you could buy like snacks, like you could buy. You could buy like protein bars or like cheeses, chips, candy bars, and then there's like they have some drinks. Do we have? It's whole, nice. It's really our nice. vending machines but at our school. I'll, I'll, are I'm happy to admit it. We have like it's this nice cherry books. diet coke. No, no, no. What was that one little coke bottle there? It was like spicy coke. I'm not even joking. There was a spicy coke beverage I saw on like my friend's like desk, and I was like, okay. what is this? Well, here's what Sometimes they do. Here's what they do in the vending machines at Northview. They, uh, this is probably true of like a lot of public schools, oh, no. but what they do is they have a bunch of seemingly normal drinks, but they're all like Coke Zero, Sprite yeah. Zero. It's to zero. limit child obesity. And they're like good for the first few sips. I'm like, okay, not much, much of a difference. Aftertaste. And then they start tasting weird, and then you look on the bottle, and then you see that all of the sugar in it has been replaced by sodium, and it's like uh, 50 milligrams yeah. of sodium. And you're like, this is another another big issue regarding this whole thing is like. I remember my freshman year before, like, we had the whole free lunch thing, right? And so, like, they were trying, like, schools were trying to generate, like, profit. And so they would just, like, give out, like, all this unhealthy stuff. There were, like, there would be so much snacks and then there would be, like, sodas, like, filled, right? Yeah. Now it's, like, banquet, right? There's, like, like a protein bar, right? Or something like that. That's actually true. And, yeah. like, 
like Jesus, like I remember just like I think I gained I lost a lot of weight because of how like they would just feed you up with all of this because they just like see these students as like a prophet, you know? They would like continuously give out all this like certain foods and that. Yeah, but why that's interesting that you mentioned that because if it's down now I when, think wait, why do you think it's Well because if you're not it, paying they can't generate Yeah. Because like but those benefits. those things, those snacks that you've been just talking about now cost money or like still cost money right no yeah but they like, people think money. about it like if they're not paying for school if we're not paying for school lunch anymore wouldn't they have more snacks exactly. to like compensate the money well yeah. on the other but hand they're you not, might say that so they're they not can't. gonna now that it's like the government's paying for them they're not just gonna like put a lot of money towards it in the first place cause they at least I mean I've, like I think because like before the government was providing like so they had to like at least make like this ratio of like cost and that sort of thing so then they would like rake up like buying more products to give to more students right just to like sum up like you know you know what I'm saying for context for context um Northview High School where we go in Fulton County in Georgia leaking uh, everything yeah (laughs) okay congratulations now you know where we go to school well except for Jackson Goes to Wesleyan school. Daniel Luke doxed me, man. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, our, our county has this past year and in 2020 got grants received grants from the government to give free school lunch every day to everybody who wants it, um, and that is that is the context for what we're talking about here. Yeah, well, that's interesting. I think the other thing is like I mean you got to think like the public schools they're universally i feel like they're all they're at least slightly they're like on a scale of at least a little bit slightly underfunded to like painfully underfunded yeah. and so i think that's one of the other things is like i almost feel like looking at you guys as profit is almost less than like we gotta find a way to keep the arts program yeah, <laughs> like, yeah that's which true. is like i like it's hard to like say like like if my school was doing that which to an extent they sometimes are but if my school was doing that like, I don't think they do too bad, and I think they do a lot of good stuff with their money. But if my school was, like, really, like, cramming down, like, just trying to sell us, like, the kind of foods, like, heavy fat, heavy sugar, heavy sodium, that, like, the, the, there's, like, I think that's, there's, like, five, like, chemical things in foods like that that, like, really get you addicted. If they were trying to do that, I'd be like, come on, guys. Like, you don't need that. But they, and they don't. But it, it starts but, from, like, like, because you're coming from, like, a private school sort of thing. It's, like... It transcends, right? It's like when you're like an elementary schooler and you're given like extra money, so then you buy snacks, and it like it continuously grows. Because I remember like being it it, it it's like a gradual progression, right? And like um, elementary school, like you would pay like a little bit of money to right to get the ice cream, right? And then it grows to like you can buy soda, you can do this sort of thing at middle school, and then it becomes so much larger. Like it, it it's this gradual thing where they like are so like less can. Uh, like conscious of describing drug addiction. It's actually a trick on your brain too. Well, like, those chemicals are addictive. Like that's how they. That's why you come back for. It. Yeah. But you're also like older and like wiser with your decisions. Like if you're right, but kid, if you're derived yes. with a bunch of options, like I would, if I was fifth grade me with a bunch of options of like how much I have in one I would buy everything and just like yeah. Waste but here's my the money. thing: if you are a kid and you can't buy soda, right? You. But you know that in middle school you will be allowed to buy soda. Then you will be looking forward yeah. to buying soda, and will probably make you uh, like abuse that privilege once you get there. I think I think that's one of the big questions about diet in general, especially with young kids, is like, do you try to 
do you try to like force them to eat healthy or do you try to force them or do you try to let or do you let them run wild yeah there's because a, if you let them run wild they could program their brains to just totally just like there's a large dopamine addiction. issue regarding that where it's um it's not even that it's like you got to think of it, the grass of like america as a general right in general um like numerous uh, families like uh, especially lower income families because obesity right runs high in poverty areas and it's due to like um like if you have a picky child right and they're like are so like sustaining from any food you have to like choose a more accessible option so they like their parents would turn to like fast food where oh, it's yeah. cheaper and they would be more willing to eat that and yeah. so then this child like a picky eating this right they like derive from eating that as a kid and it just grows on you know mm-hmm. and so they're not given the resources or insight to know of like a good diet you know it's also more accessible to yeah yeah Yeah. especially in those communities but i also think like especially like because a lot of the reasons parents let their kids eat unhealthy is like they don't sometimes they don't have the energy to make them eat healthy yeah and so i think especially like if you're poverty stricken i would imagine most of the time i mean there's there's going to be some exceptions but like a lot of those parents are working probably working multiple jobs they're all and they're on top of without the multiple jobs they're stressed because they like check by check you know they yeah they're check by check they gotta find a way to make the ends meet and and like they might just be like you know what okay I'm too tired for this and it it's actually cheaper we can make rent a little yeah. easier and it's like there's a lot of like it may be not a good thing but there's like a lot of small reasons that it's that it's kind of easy to do yeah but the thing is this problem of picky eaters is not like held uh, exclusively with poverty-stricken people. I think it's more... Pretty, oh, pretty I, was, I, was I think it's I was still relatively exists, picky probably. as a child. And, and yeah. so both my parents worked full-time. And so, like, there are these vegan soy nugget things. <laughs> we tried them earlier today. I'm a big fan. They're pretty but, good. But, like, I'm not kidding. When I was a kid, there would be weeks where I'd eat those, like, seven nights a week because if I had, like, a practice from there, I just came home and be like, let's do nuggets. And my parents were like, you want anything else? So I was like, no. Nah. And they were, like, fine with it because they were, like... You know, we didn't. They didn't have time to cook anything because, yeah. like, my mom would be home at like five, but, but uh, she was never really done okay. at five because there'd be practices or, or there's sometimes there'd be like violent practice stuff like that, and, and, and so like she just like and, and it was like no, it wasn't anybody's fault. Yeah. You know, it's it's not like it's yeah. not like oh she was it's not irresponsible like, yeah. or something. And honestly, I'm fine. Like it's not like anything bad happened to me because of that. But but for a while, I was probably a pickier eater. Yeah, but. I don't know. My brother is a pretty picky eater. Uh, both of them. I have two younger brothers. Well, actually, the youngest one is not super picky, but the second youngest one, he's in eighth, seventh grade right now. Yeah, seventh grade. Um, he's, he's a pretty picky eater, and not because of, like, my parents not having to, or not having time to cook for him, because, like, I'm lucky to where most of the time when I come home, like, my either my mom or usually it's not my mom usually it's my um nanny or somebody who helps out with the kids uh we've known her for a long time but she usually cooks dinner and it usually has like some sort of vegetable associated with it and so I don't think the cause of my brother being picky was derived from not having time to cook for him I I think it was uh, just I actually I, I don't know exactly but so I have kind of an interesting yeah. story um, okay. about this and, and it's probably not universal because well a because almost nothing is especially as it relates to like, people and their decisions but so there's a story it's like from the internet it's like i think it's one of those reddit things if you ever seen those on youtube where like, like reddit <laughs> <laughs> every now and then man i'll get on a tangent reddit, and eat yeah, those reddit things up. Loop, 
but but so it basically talked about like this family where their parents tried to convince the, basically convince the kids that the rind of the bread like the end pieces were the best part and it was like these kids would like they would skip things when they were older like when they were in middle and high school they would like skip things because they would because they'd find out a grocery trip had been made and that there was new bread and they wanted to be the first one home so they could get to the rind and they were like <laughs> and this, this this is told from the perspective of a friend who like witnessed fist fights over the end pieces of the bread <laughs> and so it makes me think I was like we should be able to do this with carrots that's like, okay. yeah. and I think it's also like books kids books they always like, even though they try, so kids book, they're always like, oh yeah, you got to eat your veggies. But like, think about like, you guys ever read the book about like the girl who turns into a rainbow or something because she's not eating her veggies, her skin like changes colors. Oh, lima bean story. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. You guys know that? You know that? Okay. So like on the one hand, it's like encouraging kids that eating the things will make you healthy, but it also accompanies the notion that like people don't like them. And I'm like, why would you tell oh, kids that at all? Yeah. Just tell them that they're the it's, best thing ever It's and not, just see what happens. It's due yeah. to like advertisements though it's like a, I, I don't want to this is from my 8th grade like health class documentary that they used to give us where they talk about like advertisements and your how body is changing yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no it's about like how like advertisement and how they direct the like uh, young children of America right mm. where they like force them into the idea or submission to um like uh, eating unhealthy food and fast food, like they give like the glamorization or the kids meal and they give you a little toy, you know? Yeah. It's like these little marketing campaigns and like the negative effects of these certain things. It's like, you know, they're growing dependency, you know, they're programming kids or like yeah. forcing them into this idea. Yeah, uh, it's like when you see a McDonald's ad and you see like the $1 like toys, it kind of just like tricks kids into thinking it's good. Yeah. That's the thing is, that was one thing my parents did really well is like, I don't, they didn't, they didn't do fast food. They, they've grown a little more lax on it as we've grown older. Like, it's kind of like, it's an option now. Yeah. But like, I have, ne- I don't think I've ever eaten from a McDonald's in Atlanta. I've only, I've only had a hamburger from McDonald's once. And I've, and I've, uh, ab- above that, I, I definitely haven't eaten there more than 10 times. And it was always on like vacation. We needed a place to like eat breakfast, especially if you're in like New York. So I mean, you got to find like, yeah, everything's yeah. packed, but McDonald's is like, yeah, it's kind of always accessible. But, like, I've never had – I've had Happy Meal toys because every now and then my dad would go to, like, McDonald's or Burger King or something just because he was, he was hungry. And he would, like, ask them for the toys because we would be like, Dad, can you get us toys? But I don't think I've ever had a Happy Meal. Like, I, I, I can't remember it. But I'm, like, I'm speaking for, like, the broader sense of – Oh, like, no, yeah. I think tons of kids do. But it's, no. like, that's one thing they did well. Yeah. It was just, like, kind of deep yeah. – especially McDonald's. Like, I would, I would never really when eat I was a little, Yeah, when I was a little younger, I read this uh, very renowned piece of – literature called Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Ooh. And, um... <laughs> not as good as Big Nate. <laughs> what? It's not, okay, no, it's not no, as good as Big Nate. No, Big Nate was amazing. Big Nate right? was a kid. Okay, wait. Our friend of myth introduced us to Big Nate and it's an amazing We need to get a myth on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Big Nate was pretty good. Yes. Big Nate was Okay, amazing. sure, we can have that debate later. But in Diary of a Wimpy Kid, um, the, the parents, Susan and Frank Heffley, um, convince Roderick Heffley, the Greg's older brother, Greg's the main character, that Psychopath. doing the dishes is a privilege and that he doesn't get to do them until he reaches a certain age. So he lives his life pre-being able to do the dishes, wanting to do the dishes. But when he, once he gets to the doing the dishes, he's roped into this trap of doing the dishes perpetually because like the first time he did it, he like really wanted to do it, and then his parents just keep making him do it. 
So at this point, would would that be a good thing to do for kids? Roderick? In, or in, no. Correct. Like no, oh, I think I thought it was Roger. I think it's probably Roger. Which book? I oh, never heard this story. I've never heard of it either. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I've read, read every all my way to long yeah. yeah. days. I but anyway, it's familiar, but I don't, I don't okay. remember this. But anyway, could we? Okay, I'm and it doesn't seem like a very Roger-like story. Where yeah, yeah Roger's been not Roger's Roger's antics would be him evading from Roger. I will find it. I will experiment on him like a lot, like with certain things. Like they do a lot of reverse psychology. Um, or they tried that, like, Roger. Really <laughs> 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 he was always like, lowering his parents' expectations. He being incompetent on making his paper, writing his paper. But anyway, would this be a good strategy to use for kids in the future? Like, could I tell my child, hey, Dude, we're all can't. teenagers, what do we know? Yeah, my parents have definitely done that, like, where they're like... They tell me something like you can't do it until you're a certain age, and then yeah. like, well, I don't know. My age, sister, I'm like, it's not even that special. Yeah. I don't know why. I'm like, my parents Dude. did that with like feeding the dogs, and that's also probably because when we were little, we probably would have spilled it like everything and would have made a mess. But like for a while, it was like exciting when you got to feed the dogs, and now yeah. I mean, it t- also it takes like less than thirty seconds. <laughs> so like this is such a lazy thing, but even still, sometimes I'm just like, ah, this is annoying, and then but then it's like you look at it it's like. Takes thirty seconds. You Another, cannot be bothered by this. I don't mean to like bring back the discussion, but it was about like food and childhood eating. You know, I think there's a new usher, new sense of perspective is between a teen and I. You know, as like child of immigrants, I, there's a difference between like how we view food, right, and like households and that sort of thing. Cause like I remember being like the Indian kid, right. And, like, the other Indian kids and getting compared, like, oh, you know that kid I saw at the lunch table? He's eating sock and rokli. Why aren't you eating sock and rokli? And, like, one thing I hated growing up was bringing, like, Indian food to school. Because, like, everyone... It wasn't even that they would, like, make fun of me for it. They would just ask about it and, like, I hated it. Oh, Idli. I'd always bring Idli and they would always question Where did you go to school? Shaker Egg? And it was, like... Oh, no, like... It was primarily... It was primarily Indian. Indian, but still, but, like... I don't know. We would ask more, you, like... Just like every, like really? all the non-Indian people, yeah. It was like, oh my god, questions. I had the dilemma of like lunchables, right? It was like I want, I, I really wanted, wanted lunchables. lunchables. Well, my parents would never get me. Yeah, they were always like, it's unhealthy and it's, all that. They're always just not eat healthy. It's not, even, <laughs> it's not even close. It's not. Not only is it not really a balanced meal, dude. It's, it's barely like a full meal. <laughs> like it's barely a full meal. Like especially yeah. like as you start to get bigger, like maybe for like. A, I was a big eater Dude, the as well. pizza, so like, the pizza was. Lunchables, is that even like, <laughs> yeah. you, you make your own pizzas, that's like the most like, un, like how do you even do that? It's like a cracker pizza. It's I think so like one of them was like, to make your own pizza and just no, eat it. No, it's like so, I had a Lunchables like once, because like I think I had, a, I think we forgot my lunch and like I had like a nanny and she bought it for me. She's like, we're just going to do this this one time because I forgot to make your lunch. And I was like, let's go. It's the best day of my <laughs> whole life. Are, do you guys have older... I know you don't have an older sibling, Luke, but do you? I have two older sisters who uh, are in college. One's at... Yeah, actually, they're they're probably here right now, unless they left. <laughs> well, I guess that's kind of always true. But, um, yeah, one's at Georgia Tech and one's at Fermi. They're, Fermi. they're, they're fraternal twins, so they don't look like, but they're born the same day. Wow. We, we know somebody who has a fraternal <laughs> twin. They're nothing, are they nothing alike? Oh, oh this really, brings up a good they're discussion. They're very different people. Twin they're quotas. Different. In college, oh yeah, we had a thing. Yeah, me and Chima were reading a thing. So, there's a senior at our school named Neelay, right? And basically, right. his sister is a 
quite an intelligent yeah, person. Yeah, and he, on the other hand, is... He's yeah. so intelligent, but he's not, like, his sister's yeah, level. But basically, his chances of going to, like, Columbia are heightenly increased by having <laughs> a sister. Well, also, we expect them to have, like, I guess similar, like, I guess brain yeah. chemistry and be like, okay, if she's smart, he must be smart because they share extra... Or I think, like, colleges just want to have a set of twins yeah, on their campus. Yeah, quota. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, why? I don't know. Well, the thing about fraternal They're twins... They're just trying to meet each diversity requirement. Yeah, like, fraternal <laughs> twins... I mean, besides the no, fact that they're, I don't they're nothing alike. They're, they're, they're not special. They had, they share no more DNA than normal siblings. I, I think... Like, man, honestly, my Alexandra... So my sister, Alexandra Catherine. Alexandra and I look more alike than Catherine looks like either of us. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think, um, maybe not fraternal twins, but, like, the other one. Like the other identical, identical twins, there's a real yeah. argument. Because you, uh, yeah. you, you could literally the say, idea, but Liv is like smart, the, the other one is probably smart, because they share, oh like, 98, 99% of their DNA. There's I want to know the troubles of, like, neighbor. growing up as fraternal twins, like... No, I feel like it's different for the well, identical twins. Identical twins. No, there's stuff like fraternal twins are, like, just different in general, because, like... The same day, same, like, everything. Like, you grow up together, but you're also mm-hmm. different, but, like... Yeah. I well, feel like it's more interesting to, have like, see identical But twins. everyone knows about, like, identical twins. Like, it's really common, and, like, we know, like... Really? If you go through movies and everything, you always see, like, the life of, like, an identical twin, right? Like You're thinking these... too much of the parent chat. <laughs> I'm <laughs> just thinking of, like, every, like, Disney movie where, like, they switch in class or something like that, but you never really understand how it feels to be fraternal twins in a way where, like... You grow up in the same environment, but just different people, like well, all together. I can definitely kind of attest to that because it's something I've thought about. Because one of one of my sisters is much much more extroverted. Uh, they have very very well. They have some similar. They definitely have some interest in common, but they're just very 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 different people, and it, and it kind of makes me wonder because like on the one hand they were raised alongside each other. There are <clears throat> there are some differences between them. And, uh, but like, and, and so, but like, I can, there's, there's few enough differences that I can, I kind of know the timeline. I can pick out what's different and I, and I look at those situations and wonder if that's what made them different. For instance, one of them had like, was born with like really crooked eyes. And so she, she did a lot of stuff when she was younger. She had a lot of surgery, surgeries to try to correct it. And also like my mom's an eye doctor. So I think, I think part of it was my mom just like wanted to get them fixed because like, well, I imagine if you're an eye doctor, you would want your children to have good eyes because you'd maybe see it as more important than other people might. Tough to say. I don't know how like bad it was either. So it could be like she just had eyes that were so crooked that it was like important that they were fixed. But so like, and she traveled a couple times like to like Boston and places to see doctors or something. And I don't. So I don't. I don't. And I was so young. Like I don't know if it was how how like it could be they were just so cross that she needed to like see some really special specialists or whatever. Oh, we need but, somebody. But one thing I think about is like, okay, that's kind of like an interesting and unique thing. Does that contribute to the to why their personalities are different? Yeah, there's like the only thing I learned in my psych class is that uh, a lot of like experimenters, right, of like the brain and stuff, they would like discuss the idea of nature versus nurture studies yeah. because it's like twins are brought up the same way, but like they are so like different, right? Yeah. And so it's the idea of like, how, like is it nurturing that really plays a role, or is it truly nature? And so, yeah, you can get that the experience. I feel like it's definitely a little bit of both. Exactly. Like, I think. Exactly. I think. Oh, yeah. I think almost everything is a little bit of both. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, what we were talking about earlier, the way you live and the way you eat and the way you conduct yourself is also based on your culture, right? Yeah. You could also argue there's like butterfly effect with twins because like they can definitely be competitive. I have a great story. Wait. So, can you explain to me butterfly effect? Well, like, well, like, I, I like to think about this like in competition as well. Like, what if one of them? just happens to be slightly better 
um, than the other one. It just like it's something oh, important. Yeah. Like let's say they both love basketball, and one of them just always happens to be just the tiniest bit, like the most, like not 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 that much, but just noticeably better at basketball. Mm-hmm. And it just like I feel like, and let's say they're both both improving, and the other one is really driven to succeed, but they just never quite manage to outstrip them. Maybe they get close, and then the other one pulls away again or something. Like I feel like if you were like that could definitely impact it, even though you're very similar. Like there's just that simple that small thing. Like they're slightly better than you, yeah. and you want to be better and can't. Like that would definitely change the like that would be a very That's different perspective. That's every single anime storyline. <laughs> 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 but I, I think yeah I think that'd be twins are interesting. Um, sure. I was just thinking butterfly effect like Travis Scott. <laughs> Gen Z. Well, one other topic we had discussed right after we finished recording our last episode boarding was boarding school. So boarding she even she even brought up just how interesting the idea is. So you won't believe this. I met a person right, and um, he went to a board. He's going to. He's in a boarding school that is the same boarding school that was in Dead Poet Society. Yeah. Whoa. Saint is William. it like still like? It's a real. Is it like crazy? Yeah. Like, is it super nice or like swanky? It's like yeah, swanky. Cause it, they have like their own like little culture. Is it? Does it look the same as in the movie? Mmm. That would. Cause that would be insane. That would be so cool. It's, it's uh, it's a school in Delaware, but um, yeah, no. That honestly, I I think it's just like, or at least what I've seen, right? Uh, it's just like. It's the same sort of thing, but like, gen, uh, like the new generation, right? Or it's like it's just like technology and all of that sort of thing. Yeah. You know. Uh-huh. But there's another thing with like these old universities or private institutions where they have like these long-standing traditions. Like if you look at like Harvard's dining hall, like they keep it like intact, and it's like, interesting. Mm-hmm. You you also kind of have to wonder like are they limited in that? Like, yeah, confined. Oh my! I'm like, meeting does, all these people with Does does like is Harvard? Well, I, man, there's so many interesting there's things this, in this topic that you talk about, like their cultures, and man, I bet they they would have to be so prevalent because like, like part of the reason, like you, part of boarding schools are at least getting people to stay there. Like some kids' parents will force them to go, but other kids' parents won't. And so with those kids, part of what you would have to do is like create a such a campus culture that they would choose that over their home. Which is like yeah. you have to think about how so how true. prevalent that would have it to be. It has to be, be like, like a culture around yeah. the boarding school that we just can't experience. No, that, that really. Luke could have experienced true. it. Bro. He was looking at no. the Macaulay Institute. Yeah. Okay. First or whatever of all, it's called. Is it Macaulay? Yeah. It's wait, Macaulay. wait, wait. I don't. I don't mean the energy. Yeah, go for it. But this guy. So I knew this girl, right? Um. So she's like a new student, right? But she went to a boarding school in China, right? And, like, there's a... And it's, like, wealthier class. But, like, you guys discussed about, like, how students or kids would, like, choose, like, something over their homes, right? Yeah. And the reason why that she left was that, like, it was just, like, worse. Or, like, like she couldn't stand boarding school and that sort of thing. And because of, like, the certain people in the environment had shifted her where she just couldn't even stand being there. And yeah, I like, feel like you would need, like, a distinction between your school life and, like, what you do afterwards. Yeah, like, and you she just don't get a boarding school because... Like, yeah. your, your whole day is just spent at that one place. Well, the I think way that would... she, like, described it to me is that, like, they, they couldn't even, like, get out. <laughs> she told me that um, one time, like, students tried to, like, um, get out um, to, like, go somewhere to eat, right? But um, a company or, like, a building that was next to the boarding school saw them and they thought they were, like, uh, burglars. 
<laughs> like a club of Hispanic <laughs> campus about it, and it's like there's burglars on it. So it's like it's like wow, it's like they're controlled and they're like contained in this certain space just for learning. And then she discussed about like this idea where like they couldn't even study in their own like dormitories. Like they were forced to study only in their study halls. They were like not allowed to like study uh, like in their rooms. And she was like, oh yeah, I wouldn't do that. We just like stay in the bathroom and they would check. They would like continuously check if they were studying in their rooms because they would make them go to like in the dining. I mean, I also feel room. like that might be like that could also be in China. Yeah, too, that's true. Like, that's they true. have. But um, uh, some crazy stuff. The difference between system. that it's that it's not like um, it's like a international school where it's like oh so well that's all that's those tend to be more westernized yeah because yeah. I I know another kid who who went to an international it wasn't boarding but it was like an international school and I think he did say it was like it wasn't as like I mean it was definitely rippers he's he is very very smart and very oh the guy that you mentioned Zachary yeah, Gant, yeah. yeah. oh Gant? Z- Z- so Zachary spent like a little bit of time when he was very young I think he was like oh. when he was probably probably definitely younger than 10 maybe younger than 6 but probably he spent a little time by then. spent a little time in Shanghai because yeah. I think his parents are so that could be I actually I think most of his family is from Singapore I don't know what the connection is might have just been work maybe they do have some roots there that I don't know about um, but anyway so like he, he did talk about like it's not it's not as tough. Like it's it's still tough because it is a school in Asia and they're all hard. Um, but 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 um, he I think he did say that it wasn't like it wasn't as crazy as like the, the general public Perception. Chinese education yeah. system, mm-hmm. which is insane. The nine nine. You ever have you ever seen Gao Cao questions? I've seen like oh my. I've I seen saw, like the sample thing that's like ten Gao Cao questions, and I was like, I don't even. Like, I'm assuming this has to be rote memorization. I, I don't know how you would begin to solve that. these. Yeah. Dude, it's just insane. Like, their idea of cultivating... They, they ask about, like, trade winds. Like, <laughs> it's, like it's, what it's are the crazy. prevailing saw- winds between, like, the Strait of Gibraltar and wherever? <laughs> okay. It's Let's so, it's so I saw, random. I like, the integrals question from one of, like, the... Yeah. It was... Don't talk about BC. I couldn't even... Oh, BC is pain... I couldn't even like understand what I was asking. It was like the really? basic question. Both in BC? No, but I've seen, I've like read, uh, given like a BC yeah. questions, and my pre-calc knowledge can't even help yeah. you with this. Atina and I are in the same. Okay, oh, yeah. How so can I apply unit our, circle? And... Our math teacher, she does basically the way she does the fall exam is it's, it's brutal. Every single student is expected to fail. Um, <laughs> Ballpark. Like I mean, and, and there there'll probably be some who pass barely, but like, no, absolutely no one should get an A. Almost definitely, no one should get a B. Maybe, a, maybe a C or two. Maybe, and that's that's dude, that's doing great. And then there's like a heavy curve, right? Like a very, very heavy curve. Supposedly, we're praying. Um, <laughs> but but like there were questions. Like there was a short answer. Its format was twenty five multiple choice, four short answer. One of them, I don't know of a single student who had any idea how to solve. They gave us a curve and a tangent line. They gave us the equation for that curve, and they told us where that tangent line intersected the y-axis, and we were supposed to find point Q where that line was tangent to the curve. And I was like, how would I do that? I'm sure there's a calculator function. It was in the calculator section. I bet there was a calculator That's thing. I should have known how Desmos. to do Yeah. <laughs> Get out the old TI-84. <laughs> go to work. No, but like honestly, I remember this question. Like I could, I could draw this out and start solving it if I wanted to. Yeah. I'm also afraid I'd be very angry at myself. Like, I would figure it out and be like, you moron. You should have gotten this. <laughs> but I don't think so. <laughs> Our teacher tried to explain it to us after the exam. I only know of one person who even looked like he understood. <laughs> yeah. 
it was funny though but like why is um the application of like calculus needed in like um science or in like the other fields so calculus is really useful when you need to this is a i started reading this book barely made it through the introduction because it didn't really grab my attention but it was about calculus and it tried to sum it up in like one sentence and it basically says it breaks down infinitely large problems into infinitely small pieces so that kind of it's really useful when you need to measure when you're trying to pick you're trying to find something where there's constant change so like if i have this let's say i have a curve and i'm trying to figure out one of the big things you do is you try to figure out how fast like you try to figure out the slope of a curve at a point so that's technically that's constant change but you there are equations you can use to essentially find the slope at that point and so if you're trying to figure out how fast something is accelerating at a point like as an engineer that could be very valuable to you. And so that's where calculus really comes into play where you need to break something. That's how you find, that's how we have the circle formula. You basically, the circle formula is actually based on the formula for a polygon, but it's just, it's like an infinite series really? of how you, yeah. That so that's yeah, how you find, that like, that, that, yeah. Really so like there's like a formula you can use to find like the area of a polygon with X many sides. And if you iterate that <sighs> out into infinity, sense. you oh. get, so that's what cal- that's what I think that's really beautiful is like it breaks infinitely s- large problems down into infinitely small pieces honestly when I do math I never think of like yeah. the real applications of it but I feel like if I did try to understand like what it was used for I'd be a lot more interested in like yeah what I, feel like. I feel like if you go if you get a good te- good enough teacher like, we, have, we, have a, we have a pretty good teacher well she's, she's, she's really good I, I don't think she clicks is a basketball coach good. right so he's really interested Ooh, in this Bumber? Oh, yeah. And he's invested in calculus more. Yeah. I think he's a really good teacher. I agree. He explains stuff in a really easy-to-understand way. Yes. But I don't think he's ever, like, told us, like, the practical uses like exactly. you just did. That's, I felt that's like what oh, I'm saying. Oh, I, did, I, didn't, I, I didn't get all these from class. Like, the yeah. circle thing... The circle thing is sort of from the same teacher, but not from the class. And that maybe from so the book. Sense, but then there's... And then there's some things like constant change, like how, like how fast is something accelerating. That is... We've done some related rates stuff. I don't know if you guys have touched yeah. on it yet. Related rates, I think, is really cool. But I thought if, like, school did that more and, like, showed us, like, just, like, in general life, like, not just in math, but, like, in, like, science or anything, like, just general applications or, like, how it relates to the real world, it kind of makes it a lot easier to, like, comprehend and exactly. just a lot more interesting to understand. I mean, I don't, I don't know what your school's like, but I think, I do think, and Luke can either confirm or deny. Yeah, go for it. But I think Wesley has done a pretty good job of that. And I, I know not every student sees it, but I, I tend to see the practical applications for most of what I'm doing. Like, I think English is great for just, like, thinking and taking... It, I think, yeah, I think it's just really... It's not really about English so much as it's about... I mean, it is about sort of developing diction and learning how to write things well, but it's also just about critical thinking. Yes. It's, it's, and, it's, and in a sense... Like to extend from that, learning how to think for yourself. Yeah, a little bit more. Dead poet society. Inter- right, it, or interpreting what somebody else is thinking. Uh, I think history. History again is more maybe not critical, but especially like analytical thinking, analyzing causes and effects where there's no yeah. concrete answers. I think history is very useful for that. I also think why would you ask why history is useful? It's fun. Let's yeah. let's leave it at that. It, um, it yeah, <laughs> history is a fun on. one. Science. I know why science is always very practical. Um, STEM is. STEM is a big, big yeah. field to go into. I have a feeling that, like, I mean, I, I am, I could, I could guess that, like, <laughs> man, you guys seem pretty into math. Um, I'm not going those to, tend to be, I don't know what I'm I don't even know. Yeah, those you tend to be people who, people who are doing BC Calc in high school tend to, like, at least be looking at STEM. Nah, um, I'm not doing Not me. Not you, Luke? I'm, I'm not. You, you strike me as a, 
I don't know what you would major in, but I feel like you'll be a, a, in I, business somewhere, but I, maybe not. I doubt. Like you don't strike me as a like business economics. major so much as you would. Yeah, you yeah, might major yeah, in like economics or something like something a little meatier than being a business major, but you'd end up like an entrepreneur or something. Or just or just like quit everything and invest in cryptos and make millions. Yeah. Be done with the whole <laughs> thing, like. <laughs> Luke's a bit of a hustler, so I could Dude, see him really doing anything. A hustler, you know? gosh. It, the be- the good way, the good way. Not like like a hustler, <laughs> like a like not like a cheater hustler, but like somebody who's just like I'm gonna run like five different businesses at once. I'm just gonna run circles around everybody, you know. Yeah, like I, that the good kind. Of, that's the kind I actually mobile. like that kind of hustle. Would you say? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Luke could definitely be a hustler. No, I see him like having like a wide asset of businesses yeah. and just. No, like, I could. I could. I think Luke will be. I, Wait, I don't know why. I have, the, I have this weird shit? feeling that Luke will be the most successful TV? person I ever meet. No. Dude, that's that's what I feel about you. Well, like, Luke, you got to remember, sometimes I am, but frequently I'm not very personable, and and that's a problem. Because the thing, Luke, is like you – there are two th- – business is about convincing people. Like, oh, like it's about like like getting a raise is not about necessarily being confident, but so much as you're trying to just convince them to give you more money. You're yeah. trying to convince them to like buy your stuff. Here. You want them to take what you're selling. And being personable is huge. Like, how do you think people run scams? They don't have anything real. Like, but nobody really. There was like, you know, there's this interesting story about. So, do you guys know who Bernie Madoff was? Oh, I don't actually remember what he did, but basically he ran a Ponzi scheme. That's like the long and short. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. a huge yeah, Ponzi scheme, but like nobody really suspected him. Like nobody seriously suspected him until this one dude. And this dude was this dude is all kinds of unhealthy, crazy, but he's just known for being incredibly paranoid. So like so like there was just no way he could believe this guy because like he, he just wasn't wired that way. But everybody else was like, yeah, yeah you know, it, it seems shady, but I like oh this guy, God. and he could just kind of like keep people. From really getting on to him. This is like that reference. Some like woman who like she went to LA and she like convinced all these influencers that she lived in their area and then she she was just like mooching off all these like TikTok influencers. <laughs> I'm, thinking like, going out I'm thinking about there's this it's so there's a book by you guys know you guys know who Malcolm Gladwell is? Uh yes. He's a writer. He writes um it's always like human based stuff, but it's it's almost like I history and economics. Of- he writes really interesting stuff, and one of them is called Talking to Strangers, and the whole thing is basically about how people are garbage at figuring <laughs> out what people are going to do. It talks about how, like, if you give computers, like, the basics of, like, a bail trial, like, do they you just tell them, like, the crime the person did or something? It can predict better, better than a judge who has, you know, what's going on at home. He has all this information he can ask about, like, you know, do you have kids? You know, do you have a job? This kind of thing. If you just give the computer the crime, basically, that they've been accused of or something like that, it's like one single piece of information, basically. It can do a better prediction of whether or not per- that person will skip bail than a judge. By, like, by like vast proportions. You could basically narrow it down to one factor. It's, <laughs> that's the main... So, I, everybody always talks about the, like, uh, discussion against AI and how, like, this, they'll take over us. But it's the idea that, like, humans are so bad that, like, if we had a perfect system... We would just hate it because we well, have all these bad qualities. Well, I do think, I think, I think, I think having AI is a bad idea because this is the sad thing. Because we need a because you could make a perfect world, but that perfect world would immediately destroy itself because like it's no fun. Well, no, 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 no. Because when people don't have things to, people are aiming creatures, and when you when they don't have something to aim at, when they don't have a job to do, even if that job sucks and they deserve a better job, they just start to break. Ah. Uh, this is a we you were about to discuss the story of your boarding school story. I don't know, that's oh, so yeah. old. 
Um, oh, yeah. So back at the end of last year, I, uh, I was reprimanded by my mom for wearing a so-called wife beater. <laughs> Which was actually just like a cut-off t-shirt. It, it was. It was just a cut-off. Um, Which is it, arguably worse. It, but definitely different. Okay. It was fashion sense. It's horrible. Uh, I, that depends on who you're talking to and how, and how fit you are. Considering the fact that I had just worn it to a baseball workout and no other public place, I thought it was okay. And it was the first day I did. But my mom... Thought it was terrible to the point that she made me interview uh, and apply to a boarding school known as Macaulay uh, in Chattanooga. And it's actually a very like, well-known boarding school in the South. Uh, but it was a very interesting experience. And like, it, it definitely seemed like homey. And like if I were to go there, I would definitely have a good experience. But at this point, I had built the community at Northview. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point right, I yeah. didn't want to leave that behind, you know. So maybe so if I had had spike ball life, was it a punishment to wear a, a, a to interview or something? It such? wasn't a punishment. It was more just my mom wanted to expose me to that and say, "Hey, if you have this option," but also at the same time encourage me because she thought I was being badly influenced by the people at Northview in order to yeah. wear the the shirt. Off. <laughs> Did you give it like a heavy thought? Did you give it like yes, dude? I like during the summer, like very early summer. It was like the only thing on my mind. Like, that would I was been so sad. I was very fifty fifty towards it. But I would have probably like gone there and stolen the pack. Yeah. Like, uh, you know what? what yeah, I think they would have wanted to like Dude, see how. It I I I did want to, and I came very close to going there actually, and it was very enticing, um, because I actually was offered some money to go there as well, um, all through which made it even a harder decision. Yeah. What'd you say? All through twenty twenty. Or 2019. Oh, no. This, this was this, summer, right? this past summer. Oh. Yeah. Wow. So I, I might have gone there, but... And, okay, here, I'll put it this way. If I was given the opportunity summer before freshman year, I would have gone 100%. Mm-hmm. But the fact that I am at Northview and have friends like you guys and, like, have this established thing, I didn't want to leave, you know? And also, yeah. even though I went, on, I took a tour with the students and they, like, assured me that I wouldn't be left out because I was a like, coming in as a junior, like, I, I didn't want to deal with that, like, yeah. why, why yeah. would I do that if I already had the community here, and I know, like, it, I don't know, maybe I would have gotten into a better college, but I could do that, like, I, I, I just, at, at the end of the day, I would have rather kept the community here, but, well, what? Sorry. Well, I, I was just gonna say, like, it makes you feel better, I think a lot of really smart people have told me, like, college is kind of gonna be what you make it. Yeah, 100%. You know? Yeah, you choose, like, I, I know so many people who, like, they just became so burnt out, right? This is the pipeline, the Northview to GT pipeline, right? All these kids, like, they grind so much in high school, right? As soon as they come, like, they, they, they just, like, they, like, loosen, right? Mm-hmm. They have, like, this sort of thing, like, because their parents aren't forcing them. It's not like, oh, you have to do SAT prep. What are you doing? There's no, like, per parent back of their head. So they just, like, you know, they waste their time in college, like, wasting opportunities while kids who, like, you know, they, they see college, right? They, like, may go to, like, GSU, which is, like... I hate the stigma against GSU in my school, but, like, 
they go to GSU, right? And they like grind through that. They work hard. They do all these things, and they really maximize that area. And they ended up doing better than like people who went to like GT, who then like they burnt out and they just like care about like being in a dance group more than they care about like classes. I feel like a lot of that comes to like whether you actually like were the reason for your academic success or for, like your parents. Yeah, parents. But I think yes, it's, yes. I think you also see it like where. Where it's like the disconnect between being good at school and like being good in life where it's like some kids, some people are just more type A and they're just kind of, and they do well in school because they're like box checkers and they're great at that and yeah. it places like GT, yeah. but they get it on the real world and they're like, I don't really want to do anything. Like they're, 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 they're like salary chaser, chasers versus people who want to like make their own businesses. Like if you really want to make like the most money possible, you have to start your own business because like if you, if you work for a company or you have to be in a startup, which is almost shares. the same thing, right? Like maybe you're maybe you're not incurring all the risk, yeah. but you're you have some of it. It's definitely less stable, and there's risk. Mm. You have to incur risk basically mm. to, if you want to make a lot of money. Like that's kind of, I mean there are, there are exceptions, but that tends to be the yeah. rule. Like if you want to make like wild money, like maybe like you can. And there are jobs that pay great for sure, but I feel like a lot of those kids who are like salary chasers, they end up they just kind of make a small place in the world because they don't really. Yeah. They don't care that much, but you see these different kids that, like, part of the reason they don't get into places like Georgia Tech is because they were, like, chasing something. Like, maybe, even if it's just, like, a sport, maybe they just love basketball and they spent high school playing basketball and they didn't really do their school, but, like, you know, basketball fades a little bit and they find something like, man, I really love economics or I really love stocks. And they just, it's the kind of people who are really good at chasing things. It's it's like that with, like, hard work. Like, Mm -hmm. if you really work hard at one thing, but you don't necessarily, like, succeed, people, like, find it, like, the end of the world. Like, those skills always carry on as well. Yeah. Like, I find. Yeah. Like, there'll be people who work... Like, if you look at, like, top-tier athletes or, like, top-tier anything, it's so easy for them to switch, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. CEOs and stuff, like, they, they just create company. so many companies in yeah. so, like, short yeah. amount of time. Not, I'm like, how? How is it, like, that possible? It's but also, like... If you have the foundation of, like, hard work, it, it really, like, trends into anything. Like, yeah. What's also, like... Sense. Yeah, it's one of the it's one of those crazy things. It's like whatever the people who have anything, like who have some talent or have that kind of spark of of getting of winning, they just keep on doing it. And it seems like something you see so often. Like Elon Musk, like he did PayPal, and then he did, and he's crazy smart. But he did PayPal, and then he did Tesla, and then he did SpaceX. And I think, I mean, maybe you could argue otherwise about SpaceX or something. But all of those are very successful, and it's like these. It's like people who they find this way to succeed and they just keep on keep on doing. This pertains to you, Latine, in a certain sense of like cricket. Oh, like, absolutely. Do you think you have like a like a burning passion for cricket, or has it deteriorated? In this I think like the more serious and serious I get, the more like the fun is stripped away and like. Oh really? I've actually yeah. I've heard that. A lot. I've heard that from especially but, like golfers. You hear that from golfers a lot because they get crazy into it. But what are you saying? But like yeah, I think like. I've worked a lot on cricket and I've there's like lessons I take away from it that like I could really use like any field of life that I really value. For real? Yeah. Okay. Like, I feel like that's do you, any do you think monetary though. value think now that you're getting good at anything. anything. Yeah. Anything like you learn so many good. lessons along the way that it kind oh, of yeah. like just cross trends learn like cross country learn about yeah. like perseverance, mental toughness, determination, yeah. stuff like that. But like every sport I feel like I feel like team sports in general, like <laughs> There's just a lot of lessons. Did, did, like, has mm-hmm. the 75 per game, the monetary value, increase your work ethic into caring more about it? No, not really, honestly. Like, <laughs> okay, I, I do have a question, though. Like, in a sport, I want to do well because I want to, like, do well for the team and 
but also like prove myself in a sense. Did you have that at that professional level? Like, yeah, I, I think motivation. I think there's like, especially like being the youngest on the team and like probably being like the most like unseasoned. Yeah. There's like a constant need to like prove yourself and like that I I like you don't feel like you fit in with these guys. Like a lot of these guys play like professional professional cricket. And then there's, like, some 17-year-old, like, skinny kid <laughs> like me just, like, with these guys. So you're always, like, it helps, though. Like, it just pushes you. Yeah. Do they think of you that I, I mean, I'm sure they No, I, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, they treat me as, like, we're equals, which is yeah. something like, like, they're all really so, friendly and, like. Are they overtly friendly? Do they not, like, recognize, like, oh, this guy's a minor. Like, this guy doesn't. No, know. they don't treat me like a minor, which is. Like, I always treat them as, like, respectful. They're a lot older than me, a lot, like, more seasoned, so. But these guys, like, they treat me as, like, a team, like, like just someone yeah. as they were. But at the same time, they also treat me like I'm a young kid, like. They have my back in that way, like. They, do, yeah. they look you, out after me like, like that. Brash things are, like, in a play, like, right? Where like you you like they were like oh you don't hit a yo uh, don't throw a yoker or, or yeah, that, yeah. So that sort of thing and they like they'll get, give me a lot of advice like that's awesome it's obviously like nervous like yeah being a kid playing with these guys so they'll after every ball like they'll come up after me say like you got this like I feel like they encourage me more than they would a normal player just because I don't have like the mentality that a lot of them do if that makes sense yeah because like I don't like you're kind of like unsure of yourself. In a way. Yeah, no, I definitely get that. Well, that's great though, because I feel like that. I don't know. It seems like really good, like team culture, because like they could definitely like, just like put you down, just be like, no, kid, yeah, all okay. the time, and then like do it's you, an option, it's there, but they don't do it. And that's great. Do you think the the sports organization, right, Atlanta Cricket Fire, and like that sort of thing? Do you think it can like grow as to like? Okay, yeah. So this is like a cool thing I really want to talk about. So basically. Cricket's a big game around the world, right? But not in America. And America is a huge, huge sports market. Like, I don't know if you guys know this, but, like, because we've, we've lived here all our lives, but sports in other countries aren't this big. Like, if you go to another country, you just, like, who's your favorite sports, sports like teams? Reading culture. They'll be like, yeah, yeah. But ours, it's like, it's a whole American Except sports. Soccer. Except soccer. But even soccer is coming now. No, like, no, no, no. Have you. Oh, no, I mean, like, around soccer. the world, yeah, people yeah. go, like, no, 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 insane for soccer. Yeah, like, that's true. Yeah. Like, like Boston Celtics, that has such a, like, withstanding tradition of, like, it integrates like, a culture of Irish people. I'm not even yeah, joking. That's, that America, is true, like, Your sports is, like, a part of culture in a way. Yeah. Like, everyone well, like, has that, like, there's unity this, towards there's that one team. People, Ryan, I can't, remember, I can't remember where it is. This is soccer game. I read an article about it. And I, it's, it's somewhere in, like, Eastern Europe. Like, think Bulgaria, but probably not. It's, like, Georgia or Bulgaria. It's one of those things. It's, a, it's like, one something that used to be a Soviet satellite state, basically. And they have to, like, they have, like, a full section of the stands, like, a seating section that's used as buffer zones between the fans because if they let them mix, there, like, will be violence and death and riots. And, like, it's a soccer game. Okay, I also wanted to Which ask is, like, that crazy. about cricket. Does it ever get heated between the players? Yeah, like, yeah, teams? there's... Any, any stories? Not with me. I'm a pretty calm guy. No, okay. but, like, from a viewer's perspective. Yeah, like, it's, it's like soccer. Like, anything that, like, if you look at, like, international, like... It's probably not, like, American sports are very domestic, right? It's not, like, uh-huh. basketball, football. But if you look at, like, soccer and cricket, like, 
There's a lot of patriotism involved, yeah. right? Oh, I never thought about that. So, oh, like, there's yeah. a there's, huge culture, there like, like nationalism. There's, like, a patriotism. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, like, Pakistani members? There's, like, Australia. Oh, yeah, Australia, England's happening right now, right? And so, basically, like, a whole stand of, like, the Australian fans are just abusing this one English player, right? And it's just crazy like that. Like, there's so many fights, riots, and, like... Because yeah. it's, like, Australia, England, they they just... I don't know why, like, there's history behind them, right? Like, yeah. Usher, prisoner England, colony. Yeah, prisoner colony and stuff like that. Yeah. So Imagine if there was, like, an American, so America-Iran soccer game. Yeah, <laughs> is your, is your organization, like, your be as bad as, like, England is France. as big, is the biggest one in America? Yeah, yeah. Not. honestly, because I feel like America, for now, end up having oh, it in a so pretty that's so interesting. place like, where like, you have the ability to be part like, of a... Like, like a large organization, like, like the, the foundation of it. Yeah, I, I, can, I can, You could see this as like a business dirty. opportunity for yourself to be first like a player, but then like later become like a member of it, you know? Or this idea of like, is there a such thing as like purchasing stocks for a sports team? Yeah. Yeah. True. So there's you ownerships. Can, like, do you think like once you end with your Atlanta Fire, like depending on if they become like a if they become so, a failed organization? So there's something called major. I was gonna tell you guys this, but yeah. basically in four years, there or not even four years, like a year or two, there's gonna be something called Major League Cricket in America. So that's gonna be like, I don't know if you guys know IPL or like yeah. stuff like that, but it's like the one of the biggest sports leagues in the world. So they're trying to compete with that, and America has a huge, huge, huge sports market. So basically, our the fire owner even yeah. he wants to buy a team, right? So actually, this Saturday I met. There was Brian Kemp was there. There was like a bunch of really cool guys, right? That's awesome. And he was just pitching like the idea, and so there was a bunch of state senators, Brian Kemp, but they yeah. really want to bring it to Atlanta. So they first want to bring a cricket stadium, like a international qualified, and then they want to make a team because it would really like if it does get big, it's a huge like economic booster right like yeah. players traveling people coming mm-hmm. from all over the world also there's a huge like, thing in um south florida right because yeah. the west indies and like Caribbean india game country. i remember like my friend in elementary school anish right he he would tell me that uh, he got a ticket to like ipl game in south florida yeah so south florida has this like a proper cricket stadium and so there's always like matches there like the caribbean west indian team they come there and it just brings a huge amount of money to them yeah. because so many people travel to south florida to watch those games and in 2024 the cricket world cup is actually coming to america so that's yeah. another reason really why they're pushing it here, dude, yeah, yeah the, so that's another reason why we wanted to build a stadium here in atlanta so bad because it's a cricket world cup so so many people from around the world would come right a team you need a ride yeah, cricket, cricket, is there them. a team usa cricket yeah yeah they're playing ireland right now but they're horrible <laughs> they're okay they're horrible now but in a few years i think they'll be like a top 15 nation because it just depends on the cultivation the of like indian oh my god that's wild. another thing indian american immigrants right and this cultivation it's of not that. even uh, it's actually because like we're buying a lot of players from like because, like, yeah, South Africa, right. Sri Lanka, and, like, all these countries, they're really, like, third world. And, like, if a player has an opportunity to move here, they would do it without a doubt. Yeah. If they had enough money. Like, if they – if USA gave them, like, a decent – like, not even, like, a good salary. Like, a decent, maybe, like, yeah. 60 to no, 80K. They would just fly over here. I think 11K they would even go. Same eleven same K salary. Because, um – Some of them, maybe. If they are okay. part of the country, yeah. I think – um. Bangladesh. So there's this like player, right? Same reason why people Congolese. He went to like a G G League and NBA or G League sub league, 
and like their income is like like not a and it's not even like livable like 11k and he would just go yeah. because it's best opportunity i was gonna say same reason uh college athletes go to like major d1 schools and not um like hbcus but now they do like i don't know if you guys heard but oh, travis hunter yeah. the top recruit in the nation he actually goes to high school in georgia at a school named collins hill um he was going to go to FSU, or he was, like, committed for months to FSU, but at the last second, or not at the last I, I actually, it was at the last second, like, on signing day, he flipped his commitment from FSU, this huge D1 university, which I'm actually a fan of, but that's a <laughs> fan story. of, is it? Yeah. Um, but he flipped his commitment from FSU to Jackson State, this, like, smaller uh, HBCU that, like, has not... I think their next big commit is, like, number 200 or 300. So, like, this is the... It's, like, it's a monumental event. Like, this has never happened. So why did he do that? Um, I mean, honestly, I've heard a lot of rumors of, like, Barstool Sports paying him $2 million to go there or, like, stuff like that. (laughs) But, like, it's, like, why? Or not, maybe not to go there, but just, like, giving him a deal. And so he already has that $2 million, so he doesn't need to worry about money and he goes there, if that makes sense. But, like, why would he go to Jackson's? Like, what is it now? Because it's a culture thing. Because those, I don't know anything about Jackson State. Or no, not is. not specifically Jackson State, but those smaller colleges, those smaller HBCUs. Oh, like he just thought, like, oh, it's a better fit. No, more, I'm making a statement. Like, I'm not going to oh. buy into this D1 oh, okay, okay, thing. Okay, okay, I, okay. I need Sorry, to, it took me a minute. Yeah, okay, my bad. That's my bad. For <laughs> no, 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 no. But like, no. I think everybody else got it, so. Yeah. And that's so interesting to me. Like, <laughs> I mean, it pisses me off because I'm an FSU fan and he was the number one recruit in the nation and we're not going to get him anymore, but, you know, it is what it is. I can't really do anything. Ah, uh, teen. I, so, with the ushering in or, like, this bigger stadium for Atlanta for cricket, do you think, like, with the pouring in of, like, other players from India, like, how well do you think you match up to them or do you think you could even still have a withstanding career? I was going to say. Ah. Uh... So the thing is, Cricket America is not, like, as competitive, right? Yeah. But at the same time, that makes it easier for me to get opportunities with these, like... Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'll look at minor league cricket. Like, some of the players are just, like, insanely high level, right? And I'm not that good. But I still, like, because of the discrepancies, like, the differences, I just get to, like, have a chance to play with them, which I feel like other people in other countries wouldn't get. So... In a way, like, I've, I've played a higher level of cricket than a lot of people would have the opportunity of. And not because I'm better than them, but, like, because, like... You have the opportunity. Okay, yeah. I think you got to give yourself some credit, though. No, but, like, yeah, yeah. I, I do think I'm pretty good, yeah. But... Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a lot more opportunities than some people have. Yeah, but, I mean, that also is a tribute is, is to it how also good a you position. are. Because you're not going to get up there to that point without being good, yeah. you know, so... It's also a position, though, because Vartato... <laughs> Raj, Raj, he like because oh, he's yeah. a batsman and you are a bowler. Yeah. A lot of it's like luck too, like in yeah. every everything you, in life. But like, like so, I was actually like talking about this with some of my other friends. But like, sports in general have like a lot of luck involved. Like, hmm. I don't know, expl- like I, I still think there are like people who kind of make their own luck. 
Yeah. Like there's uh, I know what you mean. There's I have a friend. There's there's no need to name him, but it's like he seems to be weirdly good at getting at, the luckiest at things. things like well, I mean he's he's like a natural athlete. All right. So he's like and he no he and he definitely puts in the work, but even even when we were younger, he was just like and he he's a big tall guy, but he even when we were younger, he was dominant. But like even when we're like Hunting and fishing and stuff. A few times I've done it with him. He just has weird <laughs> good luck. He just sees a lot of. He'll like we Dude, deer hunt. He he never misses his shots. There's not really a huge reason for that. Like I don't think he shoots a ton. I don't think he's like he probably maybe shoots more than me. Sure, but even still, like he doesn't seem to miss. Yeah, it is. He doesn't. He doesn't miss a lot of shots, and he's seen a lot more. He's oh seen God. a lot more bigger deer than I have. Is it Caleb John? <laughs> it's not Caleb no. John. But and this and, and, and he's one of the other <laughs> yes. people I think might just be really successful because it seems some people have that like luck. They are, it's like it's almost like luck, but you don't want to call it luck Dude. because it happens too often where you think like yeah. there's they have something. There's something in them that like attracts. Them. Okay, I'm not, I'm also gonna not gonna name the name, but I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. But now that you mention that, like. Yes. That makes yeah, so much sense. Yeah, like it's H Bang, H Bang. there's like these. There's just some people where you don't, you can't attribute their success to anything, but it seems to happen too much that it's just random. Like yeah. you, I'm just like, no, no, they they have something in them that they either do or just possess, like intrinsically. Is he also a natural scholar? He's pretty. He's. Yeah, I don't smart. think he get. Yeah, he's smart. I don't think he puts in. I think he could be. I think he could be a really good student if he wanted to, and he's already a good student. Like he's a good student. I think he could be great if he really wanted. Yeah. But he has other things he's doing. So, and which is fine. Like, so right. like this kid could pro. Like I don't know how far he could go, but I think he could play at some level. He could play college basketball, or, or maybe oh, yeah. even college he across too. He's pretty. He's he's good. But anyway, like, do you guys have anything? Any closing remarks? Because I mean, we're about we're pretty yeah. far into it. Um, Atina, anything else you want to say? Like about cricket or anything yeah. in general Dude, yeah your, your insight is like so plentiful yeah. as like it's a student pro athlete student pro athlete do you have any team. suggestions for people or advice i mean i don't, yeah. I don't find myself to be like i mean it's not like i'm like a professional athlete or anything it's just something exactly. i like to do it's like, just something yeah. i like to do exactly. it's not like i don't want to like make that like all i am like you know what i mean yeah it's just something i i feel like yeah. I enjoyed a lot and I have a lot of fun with it. And I just took it like, yeah, hundred percent. That's what it's all about. Yeah. What do you like to do other than cricket? Honestly, right now, I need to like find some other interests like that I want to pursue, and I don't even know what I want to do like after I'm done with high school and stuff. Yeah. Do you like okay. podcasting? <laughs> yeah, this was a really fun day so yeah. far. So. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Well. I think I'm gonna wrap it up here, but like it was a, it was a lot of fun having you on a team, a lot of fun talking. Um, sorry, Caleb didn't get to be in the house today, but yeah. almost had majority minority. Oh, yeah, could have been huge. Maybe next time. Yeah, but yeah, follow the it's Instagram. Still fifty fifty. Still yeah. fifty fifty. Not that's bad. Good. Yeah. Good it's fifty percent majority. Fifty percent minority. No. Both actually. Oh. <laughs> Wait, did you say is fifty percent majority? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I guess we'll maybe round up. Technically. Amen. Anyway, follow the Instagram if you haven't yet. Um yeah, that's pretty much what it. What is the Snapchat? When are we making it? Snapchat story? Why would we make TikTok? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that would actually be a really good idea. 
All right, Atin, you can run the TikTok. Got you. you. <laughs>